Do people really use metacircular evaluators? Hello, my name is Eric Normand, and I help people thrive with functional programming. So this is from a listener question on uh, one of the previous episodes. Very good question. This listener, they were reading Structure and Interpretation of Computer Programs, and was wondering about whether in the real world, not in you know academic texts trying to teach Lisp and programming, in the real world, do we use the metacircular evaluator? It's a really good question. And so in order to answer it, I'm gonna to have to kind of go back uh, and, and explain explain what the book is doing just so that all of us can understand um, the answer. Okay, so in the book Structure and Interpretation of Computer Programs, I'm probably also going to call it SICP a little bit, that's the abbreviation SICP, uh, there is a an implementation of a scheme interpreter written in scheme. Okay, so, so they, you write uh, an interpreter for scheme in scheme. And then in the next chapter, you actually take that and turn it into a compiler, which is pretty cool. You're compiling scheme to scheme. Now, why would you do that? Um, a couple reasons. One is that scheme was designed as a language to explore programming language semantics. So when you write your new scheme interpreter in scheme, you're able to change the semantics of scheme a little bit. So you could add, instead of call by value, because functions are called by value in scheme, uh, meaning if you if you you know do plus a b it takes the value of a and the value of b and passes it to the plus but you could change it to call by name so that the variable a is passed in and so then you know the plus function or whatever function could actually modify it or or access it later or maybe it accesses it lazily like it might never need to do that and so uh, there, you can play with the semantics of how the interpreter works, and you know how the language itself works. And that was that was the original design. Okay, the second reason why it, you can you know you can infer why they did that is that the original Lisp was defined in terms of itself, so it's kind of a tradition. Uh, that these lisps and scheme is one of them can uh, interpret themselves right that you're operating on code which is represented as data and so you could write a function that's an interpreter and you're you know you're off to the races okay and in the uh, in, in that chapter the interpreter is called the metacircular evaluator. It's a bad name, okay? It's too confusing what it means because it doesn't mean much, metacircular. What does that mean? Evaluator is fine, you know, 
uh, instead of an interpreter, it's called an evaluator. It, it just means it evaluates it to a certain value, a fixed value. It takes some expression and it evaluates it, you get the number five, right? Okay, but the metacircular part is confusing. Because it's written in itself, and that seems kind of cool, a lot of people incorrectly understand, they incorrectly interpret that, that metacircular means it's written in itself. So metacircular does not mean it's scheme written in scheme, or it's closure written in closure, it's Haskell written in Haskell. That's not what metacircular means. What they mean in the book is that it's written with two mutually recursive functions. So there's the eval function, that's the main evaluator function. It takes an expression and an environment and it evaluates the expression. Apply is the other function. So when, you know, a lot of the types of expressions you have in scheme are just handled in, the, in a big if statement in your, in your evaluator. But when you get to functions, you need to apply the function. And so there's a function called apply that takes the function and a list of arguments and applies the function to it. Okay, so eval will call apply. But if you look at the definition of apply, it is defined in terms of, of eval because there's code in that function that now needs to be evaled, right? So it's mutually recursive, which I think is a better name for this uh, instead of metacircular it should be called mutually recursive evaluator and then it's not as cool because it's already recursive you know a val is already calling a val uh, it's all but it's also calling calling apply which is calling a val and you know they thought it was kind of cool and whimsical um, you know there's diagrams with the with a yin yang symbol and a val on one side a val is the yin and apply is the yang and they're calling each other in this circle and some at some point they're going to bottom out and hit a value that doesn't need to be applied and you know it's um uh it's a little cute let me put it that way so it's the the idea of naming it something and calling out this idea that it's mutually recursive is not that interesting okay so back to the question do people really use this kind of interpreter in real work and I would say yes in more advanced code so code written by more advanced programmers I have seen this in the real world, very much so. Uh, they're not writing uh, closure in closure or Haskell in Haskell or, or what have you, JavaScript in JavaScript. They're not doing that, but they are interpreting data using a recursive, you know, it's recursive data. It's being interpreted and the interpretation is complex enough that it is no longer a simple state machine, right? It's, 
it it's it's moved on to the level of needing a stack or you know it's being Turing complete almost like it has an infinite tape and um, it's you know it's recursive so it, it, the interpreter the the language is recursive the data structure is recursive and so the interpreter has to be recursive and often it will have you know mutual recursion because there's the nesting of things you know function calls are just nested expressions right um that are that are happen to be defined elsewhere it's you know some subroutine somewhere that you're calling out to so it's it's a call out there but then it's just more code that needs to be interpreted so it it's got that mutual uh, that mutual nature that they that they were trying to call out with the name metacircular interpreter so yes uh, I actually read a book recently uh, called uh, algebra driven design as it uses Haskell as it's uh, as the language and they develop a a grammar a uh, a, a sort of DSL for writing for, for drawing graphics in an MC Escher style which actually comes from uh, structure and interpretation of computer programs as well um, and probably probably had its roots before then um, but in structure and interpretation of computer programs they just write the functions that do it right so they you can build up this these layers of functions that operate on pictures that copy them and mirror them and you know put them side by side and things like that and you can make these cool MC Escher style pictures well in this book instead of writing the functions that do that they write an interpreter for a minimal set of for a minimal language that can represent these and it has the same effect uh, the only difference is that uh, you have this data representation of all of the operations all of the mirror and the rotate and you know those kinds of things get represented in uh, in a data structure and then that data structure is interpreted into uh, oh and by the way the the data structure is normalized right so it, then it gets interpreted by uh, this interpreter and then you can rasterize it and draw it on the screen which is pretty cool and uh, they were suggesting this technique uh, because it lets you define that like minimal set uh, and operate as an interpreter would there's room to add like optimization steps and um, other things that you can't get when you're working in functions which are purely opaque you know like you're operating on this function that's going to return an image when you call it uh, but you don't you you know you can't know like well if I rotate it four times that's really the same as not rotating it so I can't optimize that away it's going to rotate it four times because it's just a function it's totally opaque so anyway yes we do use it um, and 
the amount of the complexity of the language is going to determine how complex your interpreter, your evaluator actually needs to be. You want to keep your evaluator simple. Often you can handle it with just a simple state machine, but if you've got a recursive language, if you've got a recursive, you know, expressions, then you're probably going to need a recursive one. And then if you got these nested things like a function is, then yeah, you're going to have a, like a, a meta circular one, a, a mutually recursive one. All right. Um, if you like this, this episode, uh, please, uh, give me more questions so I can answer them. This is a cool one. I've actually got a backlog of questions. I've been kind of, um, not able to record as much as I'd like. Uh, but still, I love all these questions. Uh, you can find this episode at lispcast.com slash podcast. You can subscribe. You can find me on social media there. Uh, and also my email if you want to send me a question. And yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna end it there. Um, my name is Eric Normand. This has been my thought on functional programming. Thank you for listening and see you next time.